Pants people! How you doing? I just want to thank you guys so, so much for leaving that review. Wait, what? What? You didn't leave a review? Well, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you this just once because I'm a benevolent DM. Get out there, leave us a review, enjoy the show. We love having you and we love doing this. Let's go! Now I know many of y'all have been worried about the good royals. We the network have been as well. To lose a family member is, uh, well, there's no pain like it in the world. Believe me, I, I know. And, uh, and to the royal family of Cerule, all the lives of all those they governed were as family. The loss of Tythos of their home and their people was absolutely devastating. But they carry on. Queen Cerise has returned to a royal town, to the manor of niece, Speaker Cirilla, where she spends her days in quiet grief, mourning the loss of her people. Cirilla herself has been doing everything in her power to see the survivors of the tragedy relocated to other worlds. She stands strong amongst these tides of sorrow, a true testament to the resolve of the Roche family. Much of the same as Samuel LaRoche, who has relocated himself and his staff to the world of Sanstion, where he has been working with Dracena to bring aid to the victims of Sereno. And while he has had a troubled history with his family, Jules LaRoche lives on as well. As you all know, he has worked to redeem his former crimes. He has become a luminary adventurer and has... Uh, has brought much honor and glory to the Roche family name. Who's got the gun to your head while you're saying that, Oren? <laughs> uh, these segments have gotten so meta. I heard that. I heard what's happening. What'd you hear? Everything's good. And good on you, Jules, for sure. standing up, you know? Yeah. Being a beacon of hope for your family. Yeah. Finally seeing all the all the wrongs mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. yeah. Good on you. Good on you, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Make him proud, buddy. How you guys doing today? Um, no complaints. Yeah. Smooth day. Good day. It was beautiful out. It wasn't humid. Well, we were supposed to be in the middle of thunderstorms. They keep saying it and they don't Oh. They don't show up. It looked like they were gonna show up today. <clears throat> This late morning was like super dark and ominous, but it never came. They knew it was my day off, and I was not running the smoker outside. So they, they, took, they took the day off from me. They were like, "Yeah, we'll hold off to tomorrow. David's back at work. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll storm that. I, I don't we'll know. Double storm. You know, in my in my what almost seven years of living here now, I have not experienced a genuinely like really good thunderstorm here. It's been a while, huh? Really? No, yeah. Sunday was crazy. Yeah. No, no. I grew up, I grew up in Michigan and our thunderstorms were gnarly. Um so I have a buddy who lives in the southern part of the state who used to be a meteorologist and he said that on Sunday his um weather station clocked the like the highest 
rainfall amount in a single hour mm-hmm. that it ever has Damn. For, his, for his particular weather station for like wherever he's been damn living and moving around holy so, hell yeah i think sunday at least in parts of the state was pretty serious huh. oh wow i mean i want i want it to be like a, a safe banger of a thunderstorm <laughs> i don't want to get hurt i don't want anybody else to get hurt but i'm talking like really loud cracks of thunder really good lightning so who's going storm chasing Man, I would. Fantasy you would? crew. I going. would. Would you, would you go storm chasing like with professionals or like would you just be like, I want to get into storm chasing? I'd be the idiot that just says, let's go storm chase. And <laughs> You know me. I'm reckless. I do things. I've only witnessed one good hurricane and I was inside and I was getting really bored. So I went outside into the hurricane to like hang out. It's still kind of, I don't know, could have been more exciting. Fancy Pants does not condone this behavior. <laughs> do not go outside during inclement weather. Unless you're a hero, then do it. Were you, were you a hero, David? Do it. I'm always a hero. Wink. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's one for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, let's get to the battle. No more, <laughs> no more kisses across the table. Save, save it for dance. <laughs> Oh, we're not getting to the battle quite, quite yet. At least not the battle that you're thinking of. Oh, great. Oh, what yes. now? Oh, a little, little something something I cooked up in between episodes because I want to have a little fun. You guys like fun? N- not your brand of fun. <laughs> oh, we're going to have my brand of fun today. Let <laughs> us picture a scene. Now that's ominous. We're going to open up this great open chamber inside the Tower of Authority, back on the doomed city of Cerule, on the doomed world of Tythos. We see this great space of stone, great pillars surrounding it, one central at the room's center, huge and thick and dark, with points of black sticking from the stone like short spines running up its length. We hear the clashing of metal, Bang, bang. We hear a crack. We hear the sound of a body thumping to the stone floor. And we pan down to this room's center to see two figures. One standing and one fallen to the ground. Both encircled by a crowd of armored men in white and blue tabards. And we see a a great chair resting amongst this crowd. Stone sculpted and inlaid with shining gems. Brutally heavy by the looks and yet... The short poles that jut from the front and back signified that it was made to be carried. We see a man in this chair. A man with a ruddy, sweaty face. Tongue lapping at greasy fingers as he vacantly hands an empty plate to a nearby servant. Eyes dark under bushy brows. Thick robes do not hide his great belly that strains against the fabric. A crown rests at the top of this man's balding head tilted lazily to the side. He is Samuel LaRoche, sovereign king of Cerule, and essential ruler of the civilized world of Tythos. We hear a large belch fill the room as he pounds his stomach just a... <laughs> Silence. His thick lips purse into a look of frustration, then curve upwards into a smile showing too many teeth. And he speaks. Real blades now. We hear a wave of nervous murmurs pass through the crowd of LaRoche Guard, and then they quiet. Only the soft scrapings of metal armor can be heard. In the circle center, the figure that had fallen 
has climbed to his feet. It is Dresden Kellig, currently 13 years old. And what's Dresden look like at 13 years old, Jeremy? <laughs> you could have warned me. You could have warned me. <laughs> it's what I do. Uh, his skin is is pretty dirtied up just as it is, you know, as an adult. Um, he doesn't have his long hair, though. I think uh, I think it's actually buzzed right now. Oh, all right. Actually, yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Almost, almost like he kind of sees the long hair as kind of a, kind of a point of honor of of you know, after you've gone through the trials that you need to go through, kind of thing. Maybe. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but he also does not have a scar or an eye patch just yet. Not, just yet. And then we see. About 10 feet away from Dresden, we see, panting and grinning, hands still gripping the handle of his practice sword, a young Jessinth Kellig. His radish features only accentuated by his youth. His childish glee at this little victory in the last bout, just just really bringing out that, that snide, gross face. Jessinth at this time has the advantage of about two years on his younger brother. He is taller than you, Dresden. He is stronger than you. He is better trained than you. Though, even he seems to shrink just the tiniest bit as the king's words sink in. And all focus goes back to the ruler. What? Does that make you nervous? When killers come for myself, for my darling wife, for my niece, or my son? Do you think they'll come wielding blunted blades? Strength requires risk. Risk is the benefit of those with nothing to lose. Remember that my hand pulled you both from the filth and detritus that surrounds our noble city of towers. You came from nothing, were nothing, and I can make you nothing again. Or you can show me blood. Real blades. There's a sound of metal sliding on leather as two guards pull swords from their sheaths and move to deliver them to you combatants. You see the king turns his head around the back of his chair to a 13-year-old boy with ragged clothes and a messy pompadour. Jules LaRoche is being held, hands gripping arms and shoulders by two guards at his sides. Watch this, boy. The king snarls at his son. Learn something about being a man. And the weapon is brought to you, Dresden, and offered. Ahead of you, you can see Jessinth takes hold of his own offered blade. No hesitation, and he looks to you. And you know, you know that he will do anything it takes to ensure his rise from the low city slums, that he will go for the kill. He smiles, showing his prominent front teeth and the gaps surrounding them. His eyes are eager. Do you take the sword? Yes. I think uh, Dresden is just as eager, but he knows how to not show his hand and... He doesn't show it nearly as much as Jessinth does. Wow. You reach out, and your hand grips the pommel. From there we cut to black, 
we skip ahead. Just a few moments. And we fade back into the scene, now seeing it through the eyes of Dresden. (laughs) Well, the eye, anyway. We are kneeling. Hands pressing over our face as we stare through open fingers. And there is blood. It runs down our face, pooling on the stone floor. We taste it. We feel the pain blazing down our forehead, eye, cheek. Our face burns with it. And Jessenth is there, sneering. He looks down at the blood-covered edge of his own blade, then raises it in triumph over his head, letting red beads fall onto his face, running like tears of joy down his cheeks. We hear booming laughter as the king just... <laughs> and it's accompanied by nervous laughs and cheers by surrounding guard. It all begins to fade again, darkness pressing in. But the last thing we see before he passes out, turning to the side of the king, we see his estranged son. We see Jules. We see him standing behind the throne, eyes on us. And Jeremy, what is the look on Jules' face? It's a blank stare, but I think he has locked eyes with Dresden. And even though he has a blank stare, he knows that between the two of them, they're going to make things right. Two victims in this cruel, cruel place. And with that, everything fades away. And that was at the end of your torments, Dresden. As years passed, as training persisted, Jessenthal became more and more brutal in his efforts to prove himself, to bully and scar and hurt you. But you trained as well. You worked hard. Perhaps pressured by the fear and rage towards your brother, or perhaps fighting towards that, that look in the eyes of the young prince that promise to make things right. And now that has brought you here to an alley in Auroral Town, to once again facing down the ire of your older brother, his weapon drawn. He's got two cloaked allies by his side. You recognize them as likely powerful cult magicians working for the Roche family, allies of Cerise. And then, behind you, this 15-foot-wide alley is starting to fill as four LaRoche guard begin to press in. You see all of this. You do not see the small, furry form of the Harangan peeking around the edge of the alley, having just come upon a strange and dire situation. And I want you guys to roll for initiative. All right, here we go. Oh, my goodness. That is a 16 for Dresden. 14 for Crispin. Now, I don't normally give up the goat like this. I'll tell you what my own initiative rolls were. I actually rolled them just before this session uh, as we were all setting up. I took the Zoobeard Goldvein D20 and decided to roll my initiatives with that. Each group getting one roll, right? Two ones and a seven. Oh, oh no so, way. Uh, no way. Zubeard, your dice are now banned from my side of the 
<laughs> you take your gold made dice. I curse them. Oh my god. Whoa. See, for now. For now. I, I will gladly take them back. They're serving this way. you. They're clearly we'll serving we'll you. We'll play with them. Yeah, we know who they're loyal to. Yeah. <laughs> I have only one set of dice loyal to me, and well, I'll use no, them you know, now. You know, yeah, you know what it was. I mean, did we not bless the gold vein dice, too? You did bless the gold vein dice. That was your fuck up. Damn it. Huh. Yeah, interesting. All my forces huh. of darkness can't stand this holy water. <laughs> okay. Oh, you got a map open? Good. Okay. I see the map. As you can see. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm hitting the scene. 15-foot wide alley. Uh... Just below the alley in the street, we see Crispin Dubois looking up. About 10 feet away from him is a horde of guards looking the other way, facing down Dresden Kelleg. Dresden, you're in the center of this alley, about 40 feet away from these guards, and 40 feet ahead of you, we see Jessenth Kelleg and these two sort of magicians at his side. Okay. That's 40 feet. 20 feet both ways. 20 feet behind you, 20 feet ahead of you. And with that being okay. said... That is a big difference. It's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, I was counting 10 foot. I don't know why. Um... That being said, the first move is going to Dresden Kellogg. Let's see what these new characters can do. Seems to me you're just refusing to fight me like a man. Why didn't you know your goons with you here? Come on, a duel for old time's sake. Anything else is fucking weakness. Give me a persuasion check. Make it a good one, Jeremy. No, it's three on the die minus uh, one. Yikes. So it's a fucking two. You see, brother, I stand by the belief that it's our allies that make us strong. And you are so very, very alone. That's what you think. <laughs> Where are they then? Huh? Where's your miracle friends come to save you from me? Oh, no. you, you call these guys friends? You are alone. Kill him. Now! I'm going to start my turn by manifesting my echo directly behind Jessenth. Oh, shit. So suddenly right in the midst of Jessenth and these, and these men, what does it look like when this echo appears? A shimmery orb forms directly behind him, and the orb gradually expands in a shimmery mist until a ghostly form identical to myself appears. Holy shit. Fucking badass. He spins around, startled by the sudden presence. Just, what? Um, and the two, like, like sort of cult fanatics beside him just, just spin and look, staring. And then my Echo is going in for an attack. Oh, shit. With his war pick. Ooh, that's a cool choice of weapon. Oh, dang. And he is attacking Jessenth. Do I get some sort of advantage? Um, hmm. Normally, well, I'm going to say I, I, I no. guess I guess it I don't could want to say a precedent. One of the yeah. I don't want to say a precedent where this where this becomes a, a constant advantage machine. Um, I do right. love the that idea of the surprise. I mean, I I can understand some, you know allowing something more like flanking with it. I will say that uh, since the echo is targetable, it will give you flanking bonus if you right. are up with it. That makes right. sense to me. Right. Okay. Yep. Okay, so he's going in with the war pick. So he just spins around, sees this copy of you, just yeah, tries to raise his sword to block. And that is only an 11. And ping, parries the attack at the last second. Yeah. Um, he just turns between the echo and between yourself like, and here you are with the tricks. They won't save you from me. Okay. 
with that, with him sneering between you and your Echo, with the Colt Fanatics finally kind of recovering, but still slow on the uptake. And the guards moving in. It's Crispin Dubois' turn. Oh boy. I was hoping that I would start a little closer, but let's talk, David, about moving through occupied spaces. Yes, occupied spaces. Um, this is one of those things where rules is written. You just can't. I don't like that. Isn't there? Uh, isn't there an exception for small creatures? Can't small creatures move through? I think it needs to be. Uh, oh, it's two sizes two different. Two sizes yeah, never larger, mind. if I'm yep, correct. Two sizes. You're right. I think. But I would like to make this a possibility because I think it's cool. Um, one thing I've done before, and I think I will continue to do this, is you can use an action to uh, force a athletics or acrobatics check contested against a foe to push past them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to allow this. Yeah. So you can jump seven feet into the air. If you use your rabbit hop, I'll give you a seven foot height on it as that's like your know, special ability you have and you're jumping at, you know, it's 10 foot length. I think seven feet could make the, you know, is, is, is the sort of central high point of the arc. Sure. Okay. Wow. That's, um, that's huge. That's generous. Now, if you move away from figures, you're still taking AOOs. I'm not going to clear you to the point where you don't take the AOOs, but you can move past them without making the athletics or acrobatics check. Okay. Um, all right. That uh, just just to clear it up, that's that's part of um, rabbit hop is provoking opportunity attacks, uh, or sorry. Oh, that's provoking. true. So oh, I didn't, I didn't, you bastard! Well, you're right. I, I didn't know if it was like I'm going to give you this, but I'm going to take that. No, no. You, I, I'll give it to you. Oh, shit. Rules is written. I mean, like, it's one of those things where I'm going to interpret it that way. If you're using Rabbit Hot and you're jumping 10 feet, I'm going to say that it's a thing you can do twice a day. Right. I'll let you jump to your apex, which will clear a six-foot-tall person. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm into it. I'm into it. I think that's cool as hell. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, Crispin isn't really interested in, in just letting this uh, clearly unfair fight happen. Um it would also mean just like, okay, Jeremy, roll up a new character if Crispin walked away. <laughs> also, let's be real, Crispin's a luminary. He's not going to just walk away from this. So he will expend a use of Rabbit Hop as a bonus action. Hop by these guys, and uh, let me see where 35 feet gets me. Just up behind Dresden. So out of nowhere, these guards lined up just... This figure leaps over them, a small ball of fur just whoa, launching. You hear just, whoa, whoa, what's that? Ah, startled screams and gasps as this figure, wham, lands down in the middle of the alley. Skids to a stop. Skids to a stop. Behind Dresden. Dresden turns around. What the hell are you doing here? I don't care to allow an unfair fight. Do you want to get out of here? What's your plan for that? I'll show you next turn. <laughs> What is your... I'm shutting this shit down. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that means, but... Well, I, okay. I, I, can't, I can't get any closer. Sorry, let me just figure out what I can do with the rest of this turn that might help us. Dance party while Stephen does research. Yeah. Mm. Dragging you in, Jeremy. This Dragging is you r- in. I'm not. Nope. Dragging you in. Nope. Come on. Nope. Come on. Nope. I'm staying put. Damn it. I'm staying put. Uh, so, so after after conversing with with uh, Dresden there, to the uh, to the rest of the crowd around him, as a luminary of the people, I order you to stand down. 
Then he's going to ready an action to attack if anybody comes within range. Okay. All right. I'm into that. Um, I will say another thing to your benefit, Crispin. Uh, real quick, just for knowledge sake, give me a history check. Okay. Just a nine. Never mind then. Cool. <laughs> I was going to see if you recognize the LaRoche family colors in the guards' uh, taverns. Oh, since you are, sure. since your employer would be kind of interested in knowing what's going on here. Right. But uh, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, I get to go. Oh, this is tricky. This is tricky because I got this spectral figure behind me. Jessinth turns to the figures, the road figures, and just says, Protect me and kill the interloper. And just runs to Dresden. Uh, if your Echo gets an AOO, he can take it. Uh, I, I don't know. Let's look it up. Did we ever explain what Echo Knight actually is? I don't remember if we did it in our episode that we rolled up. I don't think so. I think I you think just I just said, said Echo Knight. Uh, long story short, I can summon a ghostly carbon copy of myself that I can also control. As long as it's within 30 feet, I can do fun stuff with it. It does, it does have only one HP, though, so if it takes one hit, it's gone. But I can also resummon it as a bonus action on my next turn. And luckily you have 18 AC, so it's not a walk in the park to just hit it. Nope. Nope. Yeah, the, the AC for this Echo is 16. Oh, so, it's not yeah. the same. Okay, gotcha. No, it's not, well, yeah, even it's, still. It's two downs, but 16's not bad. That's Yeah, it's um, not too shabby. Your Echo also... Gets to take AOOs when I move away from it. Oh, fuck yeah. Costs your reaction, but you can use your reaction to let this thing fight. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I'm looking at how this is playing out, and I'm like, geez, I hope my plan's going to work. I hope so, too. Ooh, that is a dirty 20 to hit. That's going to hit. So that damage is uh, 1d8 plus 5. Holy crap. That's pretty solid. So three on the die, but I am going to use my uh, my little little thing that I get here to reroll damage as a piercer. Oh, mm-hmm. yep, I took piercer. Uh, so once per turn, when I hit a creature, I can reroll. Okay. The atta- so I'm gonna reroll it. Ooh, that's it. interesting. Wait. Yeah. It says once per turn. I'm on an AOL right now. It's not my turn. Um. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. That's a five. So plus five, that's ten damage on Justin. Okay. All right. That's that's not that's a bad. Solid yeah. swipe. That's solid. He begins to move away and just right down his back. He just keeps running, bolting towards you. Come on, you little fucking weakling. Come at me. I will see how weak I am after this. He goes to attack you uh, twice with his longsword. Very good rolls. A 23 and a 21. Hey, those both hit. Damn. Very good rolls. That's, yeah, that's, that's gnarly. He does not wield a shield, so Holy he's going shit. to hit you with uh... We don't. He doesn't have the gold vein dice to protect us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> good damage, too. Okay. Ooh, gold vein. You were holding me back. Um, that is going to be, in total... 19 points of damage from both the attacks. Uh, Holy shit. Pretty solid over. Just comes in, like you get that first, and you got a good cleave on him, but he swings in and just like two, bam, bam, hits. Um, 
just solid rolls there. That went really well. All right, I'm glad I'm doing what I'm planning on doing because this is sketchy. Let's see what you do when I do this. Uh, now it's time for the two cultists. Um, oh my god. Yeah, there's still six more combatants. They're going to step forward, and I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on Jessen. Uh, you see, like, this aura moves out of this thing's hand, covers Jessen, and he uh, has, like, a small kind of, like, almost like your spectral shield kind of around his body, like a, an aura of protection. Oh, my God. Um, kidding me. Oh, yeah, going to be a little harder oh to God. hit. Oh, man, what do I do? What do I do? Do I go all out mean? I could go all out mean. Have you ever not? You're right. The other one steps forward. And I'm going to need Crispin Dubois to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, he's pretty good at those, I think. I'm glad, Ooh. because if you fail this, it might be over. Okay. It's a plus seven. Plus seven's pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to use a button. I mean, things can still go wrong with a plus seven. 22. You're fine. That's great. As you, uh, you you sort of brace yourself, you see this attack coming, and for a moment, you feel your limbs start to lock in place. <laughs> as that whole person bad. is cast on you, that but been you real bad. break through it, asserting dominance over your body, asserting control. The figure almost staggers back at like the the the, the powerful resistance it feels against this spell, and uh, that's all these guys are going to do. Um, now time for the other four guys. Time for the other four guys. Let's see here. I'm going to have all of them move up. One of them moves uh, right behind Dresden, uh, five feet away from both Dresden and Crispin. Yeah, I had a ready to action. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah, you can attack that guy first. He's the one that goes first. All right. So this small-sized Haringan is going to pull his great club off his back. <laughs> Holy shit. And wield it with two Whoa. hands and uh, make a swing. Uh, 22. Holy that's shit. That's gonna hit. So that's a D8 plus four. Uh, just a two on the die, so we got six damage. Okay. Six is not nothing. You, uh, this guy runs up to you and, like, hear clattering of metal on, on the crystalline ground as these figures, like, do, 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 start rushing in. The first one that comes in, uh, trying to slide past you, between you and Dresden, you just swing out and clock him hard. Just, um, he manages to stand just barely afterwards, still wobbling, uh, and the rest kind of fall in around you. So Crispin is now nearly surrounded. Dresden's got a figure in front and behind him, and the two cultists are staying at the back of the alley. I'm going to make four attacks, one on Dresden, three on Crispin. Holy shit. Wow. What the fuck? Oh, I'm going hard tonight, boys. Even with my plus two flanking, I miss on the attack on Dresden. Oh. And actually only one of the three attacks on Crispin connects. Wow. That yeah. is incredible. Well, that yeah. is wild. Give me those gold vein dice back. They were better. <laughs> These if figures work, with their spears cut into you. They work opposite for you. So that's one spear hit for only five points of damage on Crispin. All right. <laughs> You kind of weaving around these blows, but with all of them coming at you, you can't quite make it out, and you get like a cut right across the arm, blood running down your fur. He can take it. And he that is take it. going to be Dresden. So I got Justin right in front of me? 
Yes. How far is he from my echo? He is currently 20 feet from your echo. 20 feet. He also has shield. I do have a shield up. Okay. Um, but I'm going to command my echo to come up behind Justin, which requires no action. This is wild looking. Just just this huge cluster of, of, of folks just gathered in this place. Oh my God, what a fight. Just surrounded by these like vibrant, colorful like sides of structures, just pulsing with light in the middle of this like fantastical, very high magical city. This 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 scene. I want to see a movie of this. You have no idea how much I've watched, how much I've learned. And Dresden goes in for a swing. Okay. Okay. And that's a dirty twenty to hit. That will hit. Now, is this Dresden attacking or the Echo attacking? This is Dresden attacking. Hell yeah. So here comes Dresden's attack. And I'm going to re-roll the damage. Oh my gosh. It was worse. So that's only a six for damage. Okay. And then I'm also going to unleash Incarnation. What? Which allows me to, whenever I take an attack action, I can take an additional melee attack action from my Echo's position. Oh my gosh. Just just so my surrounded, getting attacked on all sides. Justin's just turning around, fear entering his eyes as he realizes that his brother is not so alone after all. Look what's behind you. <laughs> Holy shit. And that's a 23 to hit. Oh my gosh, yeah, it hits. Wow, even with the shield, I, I wasn't expecting it to go that well. Me either. <laughs> yeah, I, you, you are crushing the shield. I have really high AC right now. Doesn't mean a damn against you guys. And that's max damage. That Ooh. is 13 what the damage. Hell? Eight Ooh. on the die plus five. Brothers both are looking pretty messed up right now. And when he gets hit with that, I look directly into his eyes. I see nothing but weakness. Ah! Screams out. Crispin, that's you. So, uh, David, you were marveling at the scene that we find ourselves in, this alley. Yes. Can you describe it a little bit further for me? Um, I'm mostly interested in knowing how high the walls are. Uh, sure. Okay. The walls where you're standing are, I will say, about 30 feet tall. You know, kind of in like these big crystalline structures. Maybe I'll say like one's 25 feet in one side, the other is 30 feet on the other side. Um, and then as far as length goes, it's about a 80-foot uh, long alley. Okay. Well, risking it for the biscuit. Let's see if the numbers work out. I hope that's a really tasty biscuit. <laughs> what madness are you planning? Um, I mean, it's really not as crazy as you might think. I just hope it works. I'm going to use my other instance of rabbit hop to jump out of this bullshit where I would face four opportunity attacks to land right next to Dresden. So the spears go out and you just launch right over them like all the the wood clattering against them. It's like they all just bump. But Crispin is already gone. Crispin then touches Dresden and says, uh, get out of here and casts jump on Dresden. What? What? Your jump distance is tripled for a minute. What? And then Crispin is going to continue to use the rest of his movement speed to continue forward down the alleyway. Um, so I'm trying to get past Jessinth and past the cultists. Damn. Um, 
Sorry, right. I'm still lost in the other uh, jump bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We'll figure it out. Take it slow. All right. Holy shit. That is wild. Uh, okay. First and first, let's calculate what your jump looks like now. So, what is your strength modifier? Uh, I believe it's a plus three. Let's double check. Yeah, it's plus three. Okay. Plus three. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct, that means your jump height with, like, being able to look kind of, like, set up is going to be 18. Okay. Okay. Well, you can jump over everybody and run. Yeah. If I make it. If you make it. If I make it. See you later, kid. I'm going to do this, too, because it's fun. Because it's fun. About 20 feet above your current position, between these two buildings, we mentioned the cables that run data information between all these buildings, between different uh, structures. Mm -hmm. You see one such cable there. You could feasibly jump and grab it, but it will require an acrobatics check to go for that. So that's something I put out there as another possibility because I think that's cool as hell. That'll be your turn. Crispin, what are you doing again? Uh, I want to use the rest of my movement to get out of here. Okay. Past uh, Jessenth and the cultists. The problem with that is it takes an action to force past figures that are in your way. Okay. Then... You can move up to the cultists and kind of like... All right. That's fine. I'll do that. I'll move here. And uh... Oh, wait. No, sorry. You're, the echo is there. The echo is an ally. Uh, you can. It takes double movement to get through his space. So it'll cost 10 feet to get through his space. All right. I hope it works out, Jeremy. All right. You jump out of the way, dodge these spears, cast the spell, and begin to move. Um, I think I think I only avoid the opportunity attacks from the the jump. I believe so as well. I think so. I think I get one from Jessenth and one from the cultist there. Okay. Well, thank you for your honesty, sir. Let's do some attacks, huh? I don't want no wedgies, yo. That's a miss from Jessenth. Thank heavens. Weak as fuck, boy. Oh, you. Let's see if these guys can do better with their daggers. It's a miss on one. Why are my rolls so low? Keep it going. It's a miss on all. Yeah, it's this is that this was is keep brutal. it going, please. Right now, this turn is where it at all. Yeah, because I think you can get out in one turn. I think you could just straight up, just from your standing position, I could jump over, just them. jump over them and be right. in the alley. Right. Yeah. I have to check one thing before I make sure that maybe a big wedgie we're gonna miss if I don't check this. Let me double check this real fast. You might need a certain amount of run speed in order to jump, which means you may—you probably can do it, but you might take a couple AOOs in order to pull it off. You might need 10 feet to, uh, to like, get run the and momentum. Jump. Sure. Yes, let me double-check this. Okay, jumping. Your strength determines how far you can jump. Long jump. We're not worried about that. High jump. When you make a high jump, you leap into the air a number of feet equal to 3 plus your strength modifier if you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. If you make a standing jump, you can only jump half the distance. Half the height and, uh, or half yeah. the distance? Uh, I think distance I think distance in this case means like, you know, how far, right, high, or, right. or lang-wise. And how, how high are these cables? Uh, the cables are 20 feet up. You would need to, because you can basically just barely get high enough that you need to like, you know, reach out to get them. You need to get the 10 feet movement. You could do it, but you're going to have to like, take AOOs okay. from a few guys. Or Right. Well, we'll get to that point when and if we get to my <laughs> turn. Yeah. You also we'll figure that out. could disengage. Because the jumping is part of your move action. Oh, disengage is an action, right. Yeah. So you could disengage, take no AOOs, you just got to get a running star. I just want to make sure we get that right. The cable runs the okay. length, so you could still reach the cable if that's what you want to go for. So I could disengage and jump. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That would just be your action. Okay, cool. Um, all right, that's Crispin. Now I get to do my stuff. Oh, man. 
I'm gonna make a quick judgment call here. I'm gonna roll a. I don't understand your magic, your Echo Knight. It just did more damage to me than you did. Yeah. So I'm going to roll to see. Actually, you know what? Give me the pick of Minor Destiny Ooh, to see yeah. who I attack, you or the Echo. You don't get to touch this pick. I'll let you roll it then. No, your heads. You, no, you can do it. All right, all right. You already had it in hand. Holy shit! You were ready to go. It's it's my it's my fiddler. Oh, oh look, it's damn. sizzling I as use he it touches to it. Yeah, I know. It's burning his skin. <laughs> <laughs> heads is jewels, tails is Echo. Sorry, Dresden. The show must Cut down jewels. That was awesome. I'm gonna do this so many times. What's that? Heads or tails? I can't tell. Ah, that is heads. It is heads. heads. All right. It is heads. Jules dies. Where is he? <laughs> I think you just forfeit your turn at that point. It's not a valid target, right? All right I'm going for some attacks <laughs> on you. Okay. That will be one hit. Another good roll, another bad roll. What would you get? Uh, there was an 18 on the die and a six on the die. God damn. Well, he at least got one. That is nine more points of damage. Oh, I'm this gonna die. sword cuts in. What do you have left? Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We made a bad party. I think we made a bad party. The, the, this is this is not good. Okay. This is not good. Well, I mean, it's all right. I mean, Crispin ran away. Hey. All right, Crispin. <laughs> oh, Crispin's not running away yet because my cult fanatics get to go now, and they're not into this running away business that you're going about. So let me see here. The only thing that would have changed if Christmas was still standing there is nothing. Yeah. I just shouldn't have gone into the alley. I knew that was a mistake. If he gives me a choice of walking past, like, two people who I don't even see clearly yet or going in an alley, I should have just walked past the two people. <laughs> oh, no. No, they were part of the party. So they probably would have grabbed me. They were, they were also yeah. in this. There was no way. Okay, there we go. There was there no way out of this. There were two of these guards on the bottom. There was no way out of this. This is just David being an asshole. All yeah. right, Colt Fanatics are going for you, Crispin. They're going to try to cut you off. Oh, slightly ahead of you. Sneaky, um, sneaky, huh? They also, to check and make sure they can do this in the same square. Yeah, do it in the same square. Um, as you move, you suddenly see these large sort of spectral, we'll say like strap, it's, it's, it's strange, these spectral horns, two of them side by side, curling and just, just vile, appear just in front of you. They're sharp ends. Uh, basically, these two cultists kind of run ahead of you. They, they stand each side of the alley. They put their hands out, and these horns appear and stab into you. I'm using spiritual weapon what with the both fuck? of them. Holy shit. I'm not, I'm using my, I, my, my touch screen broke, so I'm now using my, uh, touchpad and I hate it and I just accidentally X'd out of the entire encounter oh, I guess it's over fight's so, over everybody <laughs> we win alright we got that's it that's it we that's the it. fight um alright where's this fight there it is okay spiritual weapons they land in the area just in front of you uh two horns the chosen form of the deity for this cult I'm going to make an attack on you uh with with, with these horns first one's a natural 20 Ooh. Oh, that's no good. No fucking way. Second one is a natural 20. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Holy shit. Are these characters really going to die? Holy shit. Well, uh, I, 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 I... Good news is... Holy shit. I've only taken a little bit of damage. Holy shit. That was a lot of... That was, that's a lot of rolls. That was a lot of rolls. 
Yeah, see, like, even if we stayed to fight, like, this is how it was going to go. And yeah. We can get away. It's just a matter of how many turns is it going to take. As long as I can get to my turn, I'll get away. <laughs> that is 21 points of damage. Oh, boy. Holy. As I mean, these two special horns tear into you. It's a good thing that he's got um, huge con, a lot of HP. It's a very good thing because yeah. that spell casting time is a bonus action, which means I still get to make my attacks on you with these guys normally. What? That's fucked. What? That's so I'm going so to make some fucked. dagger attacks on you now. Can we can we combine our buttons for disadvantage? Right. I'd allow it. No, not for this. That's two hits. Oh no. Oh. I, all right. I have oh, 17 HP left. That is only... It's never only. Yeah. It's always like he's a high like, number. Like, it's only, it's only eight 16. Points. 14, yeah. Eight points of damage. It's just two. Great. Excellent. You. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm down to single digits yeah. as well. Starting at 17, that's not an only thing. Yeah. All right. Nine for nine for Crispin. Holy shit. This is... This is wild. Um, holy shit. And I have more guys I can go, don't I? Yeah. Four more. All right. I'm going to be fair here. Okay. I'm going to use the pick again to determine how many of these guys attack you and how many attack the Echo. Actually, a pick's not a good way of doing it. I have a D4. I have four guys. The number I roll is how many attack uh, Dresden. Sound fair? The Echo is still a threat, and they don't understand the magic. It, it only makes sense I got to split this up. Fair. I think that's fair. Not being nice. I mean, well, yeah, because you could just yeah. be like all four attack Dresden and yeah. yeah. But these all. guys don't have the metagame knowledge that this is like... Not right. the main body. Right. They just see a dark, scary thing. And anyway, right. always, it's scarier than you. D4. That's three. Holy shit. Whoa. I, hey, am, I mean, I'm going down. All right. The nice thing, though, is okay. if you survive, you've got an open stretch to just get out. Do I? No, I don't. Talk about. They're right behind me. No, that's you. Oh, that's me. Okay. Okay, this is going to I be. Can't, I can't see it. On oh. Echo. Oh, oh. The slightly darker icon. <laughs> That's too close. That was a lot of rolls. Four attacks. My highest roll was an 11. Holy oh, I didn't yeah. even Whoa. break the echo. He's a survivor. That is didn't right. even break the echo. That is incredible. All right. Okay. Okay. You guys are still in it. You guys are still in this fight. It looks rough. I'll tell you that like one of these guards looks bad, and uh, Justin himself does not look great either. But most of the other folks here are just entirely yeah. untouched. Way to try to goad us, like, oh, <laughs> the, the big bad guys, like... Holy shit. Well then, Dresden, that's you. You have jump cast on well, you still. Yes, and now... Are you going to be fine? Yeah. I mean, maybe. We we just have to... It, it's every man for himself right now. Yeah. I, yeah. Go, I go next. I know. So That's true. Um, okay, so I can't just run out the back of this alley without getting disengage and just jump disengage that's, run jump that's that's where i was gonna go oh yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were like oh i've got no options all right so yeah i'm going to look Jessinth in the eye Z. <laughs> come back and find me when you're ready to die like a man and i'm gonna disengage and run toward the back of the alley 10 feet and then jump forward. Holy shit. And get the fuck out of there. Okay, he just, no, no, no! Just tries to swipe, but you're already out of the space. Maybe a little bit of your hair just shaved 
floating in the midst of the alley as you turn, run 10 feet, spears fly out to try to strike at you, but you're already airborne, launching yourself, flying across the buildings. With that jump, that should land you straight out into the street, out of the alley, and currently decently far out of their range. And then, and then does he get movement on top of that? Yeah, because I want to start moving around the building as much as I can. Let me make sure. Because my, my intention now is to get around the outside of the building toward the side that Crispin should be coming out of, hopefully. Well, that's the thing. Is Yeah, it's like, hopefully. do we know which way the other one is going? Like, David that's might true. just have to find another way to bring us together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, I mean, we're both heading for the the gate. I, I think we were both heading the same place anyway. We're both heading for the gate. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It doesn't yeah, it doesn't make sense that Dresden would try to meet up with Crispin after that just happened. Yeah. He's just some random guy that This is survival. Yeah. So yeah, so Dresden's continuing on toward where he was originally going. I want to get this as right as I can, but with also like trying to maintain rules that I think are stupid. So jumping is supposed to count as part of your movement. Oh, bummer. But what I want to do, because the jump spell triples your jump amount, I think it's stupid to, like, limit it. I think what we'll do is I'm going to count your jumped distance as, uh, I think it would be, like, normally 10 feet. Yeah, your single jump distance. You get the double or the, the triple jump whatever distance for free. Yeah, that's what I think. I think, I think that makes sense. To that me. makes so you, sense. You yeah. run ten feet down. Mm-hmm. You jump, and let's make sure we get this exactly right. Your long jump is a number of feet up to your strength score. Score. What's your strength score? Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. So we'll call it fifteen feet of movement cost. Cause that's what we normally use, but we're gonna triple that. I'm gonna give you the full movement because you use a spell on this. I think it just makes sense. I I like this ruling more than what the book would say so for 15 the cost of 15 feet which puts you at 25 feet having moved this turn you're going to move 1632 plus 16 i'm bad at math um 48 that's ridiculous you can jump 48 is that is that for reals is that for hang on we'll slow down (laughs) slow down pull up a calculator that's unbelievable no i I think that's it like 16 i mean um, regardless of what happens am i still getting away I mean, unless they have some that's forty-eight feet. Crazy yeah, then I, don't, I, don't, I don't. Then I don't care whether it's thirty or forty-eight. Right. Exactly. I want to know how if, fucking if I'm far still getting this away, guy jumps. I don't give a shit how far I jumped. <laughs> I need to know. If I'm still getting away, it doesn't matter. Okay, jumping fifty <laughs> say, say feet. Say whatever you want. Matters because it's absolutely well, goddamn. So hold on, wild. is it the jump? That's so is cool. it the jump that's forty-eight feet, or is it the total movement, including the long jump? Um, so the movement, I'm going to cost it for the movement of a normal jump, which is, for his case, 15 feet. I'm going to say he gets the tripled version of that for free as part of 15, as part oh, of the spell. his normal long jump is 15 feet? Yes. Oh, fuck. Wait, what? Yes, that's a thing. Holy shit. That's wild. Is that like... That's wild. What are like Olympic when long jumps? When you make a long wow. jump, you cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you move at least 10 feet. Wow. Your strength score is the actual number. It's a 16. This fucking guy just jumped 50 feet out of this alley. You just, That's you you turn to your brother, you give him those parting remarks, you step, you run 10 feet, and you jump 50 feet. <laughs> You're just an ant in the distance. Oh my what God. the fuck? <laughs> so Sorry. far. Give me just a moment. 
Okay, everybody. I took a second. I cooled down. I was a little excited, and I was going to make a call that may have been very dangerous for me in the future. Uh, jump spell is a pretty low-level spell. I don't want to let it increase movement speed, you know, generally, regularly throughout the campaign. So we sell on something that's really cool, which is if Dresden uses Action Surge, then scene still plays. You can get that 10-foot run to a 50-foot jump into the street, which is absolutely bananas. Uh, but that's your choice. Otherwise, I would have to limit it, so you'd still be mid-air at the end of your turns, mid-jumping, but you'd be, like, moving out into the street, and that's how right. that would look. Yeah. When, well, I when I was making this plan, I just did the very... Actually, when you click on it on D&D Beyond, that's the only thing it says. You touch a creature, the creature's jump distance is tripled until the spell ends, and then we started to get into it a little bit more and realized that just because you can jump further than your your movement speed doesn't mean that the game allows it. So, uh, yeah, it would be stupid not to use my action surge, which uh, allows me one additional action on my turn. Oh my gosh, I, I still love it so much, though. You say these parting words, you run 10 feet, dodging out of these attacks ranges, and then you jump 50 feet. <laughs> just, whoo! Gone, wind blasting as you just like I don't know what this looks like your legs just pump on the ground just like I imagine there's just almost like this 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 force this pressure that blows behind you Ooh, as like you whoo, launch tabards flapping your brother just like covers his face like ah! um, as you are whoo, gone and into the street now far enough away that I'm going to have a hell of a time doing anything about it. Get out of there, Crispin. Oh, that's pretty good. I, I think I think Crispin's okay. I okay. think Crispin's okay. Cool. Speaking of Crispin, that will be your turn. Um, so I can just disengage and get by these two, right? Uh, yes, you can. Even though the spiritual weapon before you wouldn't really do anything, uh, you can just get out of there. Right. Opening right in the middle. Okay, so I'm just going to disengage and move my uh, 35 feet so Crispin gets to the end of the alley, and his little his little rabbit feet scurry on the on the cobbles <laughs> as he tries to change direction and starts to run towards the the gates where he was heading. And uh, I'm sure that everyone will chase at least for the next turn. But once it becomes his turn again, when he double moves, he'll have 70 feet of movement speed. So so he's, a, play he's a fast little guy. Okay. All right. Feet, you turn the corner, you begin to run. You are making your way out of this alley. Okay. Oh, wait. As a Circle of the Moon Druid, Wild Shape can be used as a bonus action. Oh, shit. <laughs> so as, as uh, Crispin turns the corner, finally gains his footing and starts to run, his body morphs and shapes into that of an old God's Breath favorite, the dire coyote. Holy shit. Holy shit. Who has 50 feet of movement speed. So, yeah, you can just wow. add 20 more feet to that. Because we'll see you have the, the, the dire coyote's speed for this turn. That's 20 more feet you can go. And you have dire coyote's HP right now, too. Holy shit. Uh, yes, that's right. I'm oh back my up. Gosh. Yep, HP is back up to 37. Wow. That is insane. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's going to be fucking strong. Oh, my God. And like, and so, so if he if he was a dire coyote f or a dire coyote first, he'd have the thirty seven HP. Oh my and god! And then when he gets to zero, he reverts back to his um, form with as, his as full HP. Holy yes. shit! Druids yeah. are what incredible. What the hell? Yeah, he's going to be really, really powerful. 
That is nasty. Yeah. You hit the street in this dire Cody form. You are running, running. Uh, you're basically going to be out of this fight. I can't do much to you here, but for the sake of flavor, give me two deck saves as I'm going to try to cast two uh, bouts of sacred flame at you from these guys. Oh, that's this, like, good. burning black flame woo, woo, tries ha- to light you up. I have something for this, too. Let me... What? What do you have for this? <laughs> I'm just still so hurt that the first fight as these new characters and we have to fucking run away. Yeah, but we're doing it really cool, though. Yeah. Or, I mean... Uh, okay. With so flare. So I have lucky footwork. Um, it costs a reaction. When you fail a dex saving throw, you can use your reaction to roll a d4 and add it to the save, potentially turning the failure into a success. So let okay. me know if I fail one. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. You, it's a DC 11. Okay. He's only got a plus two. So let's see. 10 plus two is 12 for the first one. Nin- uh, 19 for the second. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just see these blasts of fire just almost appearing right beside you, and there's these small sparks that whoa, quickly, like, rage out of control, just boom, burst, and you weave to the side once, another one tries to hit you, weave to the side again, and you are tearing, tearing down the crystal streets, surrounded by vibrant light, the figures behind you falling back, fading down the road. Holy shit! We cut down to the other edge of the alley as four guards and... Jessenth Kellig begin to pound out into the road, turning and watching. And Dresden, do you continue your flee? Oh, yeah. Abso-fucking-lutely. <laughs> just fucking, like, 50-foot jumps <laughs> at a time. Just yeah, seriously. He's not, he's not even looking back. I mean, he, he got the last word <laughs> in with Jessenth. He's feeling pretty... I mean, he's running away, but he's feeling pretty fucking confident. I just, you know the old, like, it's like a 2008 Hulk movie? You know, the older one, the really old Hulk movie. Nope. When the Hulk would just jump, like, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, yeah, that's all I'm seeing is just like, boom. Yep. Um, you reach the streets, you begin to jump, you hear these figures pounding down the road after you, trying to give chase. And then at the apex of one of your jumps, you look down, and it's weird. Maybe you missed them, you're not sure, but suddenly there's a figure down in the street. You skid to a halt, landing just behind them. Their dress sort of flowing in the in the wind of your of your actual like jump. As she turns and looks on the street, you see all the other figures stop in their tracks and begin to scatter down nearby alleys, leaving immediately. You turn around to see Shole. It's fucking Shole. Well, this is interesting. We should talk. And we'll call it there. Let's get this voice right. I'm self-important. I speak and the world listens. I have a drama in my voice because I am a monarch. I sound a bit silly, but not to myself. To me, I sound wise, strong, a pillar from which the world stands. Okay, let's go with it. Let's go with it. Did David just spend like the last 30 seconds talking about himself? (laughs) (laughs) And the king speaks. And there's our post credits. Um, 